show? This is called hey. the show. This is called the show. Um, hey, Hank. It is a show. Hi, Lauren. How you doing? It is a meeting. It is a show. Um, I do get a lot of... Um, I love the show. I love this meeting. It's actually become more important to me than I can express. I, I, I feel the same way. I talk about it. I, I learn things from it. Right. Uh, it's good to chat with you. It, that it really it forces us like we have meetings all the time, but I don't know. I think there's something different, obviously, a doy about this meeting because it is I, in the back of our minds, regardless of what we talk about, it is for public consumption. So it's a it's not just an internal meeting <laughs> in the sense of if you have a company meeting or any meetings with just a single person in your company. Those can tend to just get that weekly meeting can is so boring because it just becomes about boring process. When you right. think about putting an audience member and somebody outside of you is like listening, judging, how are you helping that person? It really transforms the conversation because it isn't just about internal processes. It's about what are we doing for that outside person? And I think it really does up the game. Like I think it, I think, Meetings would benefit from this idea of saying, how do we take a meeting? So I'm, I'm not just proponent mm -hmm. of having your own show. I'm a pro now a proponent of having, an having, a <laughs> having company discussions recorded and posted and then having everyone look at that. That, that changes the game. So that's my it PSA for the day. <laughs> I love it, but I love it being a show because then there's a level of intention that you would put into it. Watch, nobody wants to watch back a meeting. We record our meetings all the time, right? You only go back when you need nuggets of information, right? It's just a, it's a resource, but to have uh, to to talk about you know for us to do our pre production conversation and think about what is relevant for other people to hear and to to curate our conversation it, it's it's intentional for our audience but then we you know it's just you and me so we're just kind of riffing yeah. right and then we come up with an idea and that is so much so valuable for me and and what I do and the notes that I take to take them for myself but then you know people on our team are listening back and 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 listening and and providing them for training and, and providing them to, to clients and, and all that stuff. It, it just is a, a I, yeah, I really appreciate it too. Hank. I'm glad you said that. It, it helps us take the ideas that obviously we are wanting to use and the entire intention is to help someone else. And it creates that framework where you can't look at it any other way. You can't speak about it any other way. How is mm -hmm. this helpful? How is what we're talking about helpful for other people? Um, yes. And I had a huge uh, clarity of how to help because I was able to see one person's roadblock that I'm going to use as a touchstone moving forward. Um, I was I, I I was accused of I was uh, uh, I was told I was giving people permission to whine I would. Uh, the Kelly group, Brooke and Serrano invited me on to do a webinar and we were talking to 20 people that signed up uh, to get uh, coached by me and then we're doing a, a, an in-person two-day thing in San Diego. Um, if you're interested in that, somehow uh, contact us or I don't know, again, I'm so out of the loop of everything. <laughs> Info I, it. 
Info at Two Market Media is an easy Info way to do it. Info at Two Market Media. Um, so I did this coaching and um, in for 20 people that the, the Kelly Group put together to introduce me, which is very sweet of them, awesome of them, saying how I had helped them on some real profound level to see the level of story that was needed and things that even Serrano was like, I didn't know I wasn't telling the right story, a, a real heart-centered story that was really my why as to why he is one of the best uh, instructors of communication in business today. He was a stutterer and he was telling a different story. He wasn't telling the stutterer story and I was like, well, that obviously that makes sense. You have to look at that on the level that it makes sense, which is it doesn't feel like the right story to tell when you're a communications expert to say, until seven years of age, I stuttered and could barely even form a complete sentence or thought. Like that doesn't sound like something you want to say when you're saying I can help you be more clear, be a more effective and clear communicator. Mm -hmm. um, so that makes complete sense. And somebody had typed into the chat room, Oh, so Hank's giving us permission or encouraging us to whine. To <laughs> and what I loved about that was, is I've gotten away from how it feels when I give people advice, what they're confronted with. When I say do this, share your story, share your pain, vulnerability, personal stories, dig into the story of you to inform the audience and create that connection, allow them to see why you do what you do, and then we'll get to the how of what you do. That does feel like whining, and I loved being reminded of that, and that's so helpful to me. Like, I'm, I don't think I can you, ever forget that because I think you shouldn't. Yeah, because it's it's I think it whether I would put it that way or not. I've said those things to you before as well. Right. Even though I know the value of 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 what you're what you're teaching, what you're, you're trying to get folks to understand. I know that some people understand vulnerability. And some people understand, you know, placing yourself in a state of I haven't figured it out yet, right? And how that can help. But it's still difficult to to put yourself in that place. And then when we're talking about vulnerability, to, to access that. But also someone that hasn't done it yet only has the tools and the language to describe it that they already have in their toolbox. And so whining is, <laughs> some people have maybe no one, I don't think I've heard anyone say it that way because it feels very aggressive. They sound, <laughs> it's like a very uh, um, angry thing to say, but it's a perfectly logical thing to feel if in fact you've not seen value from placing yourself in, in that level of vulnerability or telling your story from the very beginning of when you were challenged and struggled, right? Your your instinct is to say, look, I, I you know, picked up my bootstraps and, and I, I did the work and I put in the time and look where I am now, right? And and there's so much context that has has to happen before that, but I completely understand the the instinct to sit in the place of power and to say I'm okay, like I made it out, I'm fine. Let's focus on how I'm fine and what I'm doing now that I am fine, so that you can also do good things. So, so I, I understand that completely. Yeah, I do too. Um, my obvious only real question and concern is. Since I know people feel that way, and I hadn't heard whining either. Actually, I don't know that I've ever heard anyone say it exactly like that, but I love that because <laughs> it's the most pointed version of it is. this is what I feel like 
people are going to judge me of doing. So I don't want to do this because I don't want to be like, that's obviously not a good thing to be seen as a whiner, a complainer. Yeah. Um, and also, I think it's a reflection of, I, I think it's it's even deeper than that. I think, and this is why I want to, I thought this is a good topic for the show, is that not only is that an instinct and a feeling that you might have of how you might be perceived, I think it's actual um, experience in that this person and people hear people attempting to do it, and it does sound like whining. Mm. They're doing it incorrectly or incorrectly is not the right way to say it because yeah. I think any attempt is a path toward where you want to be. Um, but the, he's hearing something in life of people trying to do this thing or maybe they're not trying and he's uh, assuming that's what they're trying to do. And it sounds like rhyming, which I think can is I, Can important. I put you on a spot for a second, though, Lauren? Because please, I hear you and I even agree with you. And then I was thinking about it and I was like, have I ever watched someone and been like, quit your fucking whining and i've honestly never done that so is that just me like i feel like you're right like i was like mm, mm-hmm. she's oh i was like oh shit yeah that's it and yes. then i was like okay and i was like okay this is what happened in my mind i was like oh shit yeah lauren, that's a lauren killing it killed it that's it that's why we see we see someone we judge them we go that bitch is whining i'm not yep. fucking doing that and i was like okay let me think of one let me come up i'm gonna mm-hmm. say yeah here's an example uh i've never seen that i, I think i, think I- I think that you, I think if you, so here, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put it back on you because I think that you have, and and I'm going to describe it as someone hears that idea of how you're supposed to tell a story and be vulnerable and talk about what you're struggling with. And they only sit in what's wrong. They're telling the story. They get into their long story. And you know, you've heard this at events. People stand up and like, I'm going to tell my story. Mm. And then they tell their story. And they're telling a story about how this happened to them. And this thing is bad to them. And and all these things are piling up on them. And they just continue to tell that story. There's no round out. There's no, okay. um, and this is what I'm trying to do. With In these, all the fairness, that though, I, learned. I don't, I don't hear whiny. I hear, bo- I'm like, they're, that's boring. You're boring. Sure. Yeah. hundred percent. Fair enough. Admit, while I would likely say, I would never describe it as whiny. I, it's not, it doesn't right. come up that much. You're right. It's not a common feeling or thing that I see in people, but I absolutely can see someone watching someone else besides us hearing that. And it sound like whining. I, so uh, I get someone else might characterize it that I wouldn't personally, but I it, again we haven't heard whiny as as used before. So lots of people are there. Not a lot of people using that phrase. I, but here's I think the, the sentiment I think that's is how still people there. Feel if I say something, my pain point, me telling you about my pain, and I'm, I'm gonna literally just speak for dudes here because I, I it was a yeah his name was Lawrence. Now that I remember, it was a dude who said it. That's a very dude thing. If I tell you how I feel, like I can tell you, if I tell you how, if I told my dad how I felt, that's why that's whining. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck but up. I, Shut but up. But I think there's a distinction. The distinction that I was trying to make, which I think is the valuable distinction, is not even necessarily in how people think and feel about being vulnerable. Yes, that is true. There, there are uh, people. In, there are people that that look upon it as weak, but or annoying or whatever. But that's not even the point that I'm making. Okay. I'm saying that when people are attempting to do the thing that we're talking about and tell a story about where they are and what they're struggling with and what they're working through, mm-hmm. the the sometimes and whether this guy was referring to it or not, I think that it's important to 
put into context, the attempt should have a level of, of round out, some context, some, some learning inside of the story. Because if it doesn't, then all, all you're going to get are, are people just sort of telling their sort of sob stories, right? That's what, that's what I'm equating this, the, the point that I'm making with his, um, uh, summary of whiny is sort of this happened to me and then this happened to me and then this happened to me and I'm, I'm in a bad situation right now and, and I don't know how I'm going to get out of it. And so telling your story of what you're struggling with and your pain, all those stories of all the things that are happening to you are wholly relevant and are clearly part of your path to, you know, growing and growth, but without context or an understanding of what you're doing and how you're acting inside of them and what you can do without any level of round out, I can see someone feeling as though it's whining. And it's just, it's, it's, an, it's a story that doesn't take your audience anywhere and it feels self-serving in some way. And so it's important that when you bring context to telling your story about pain, that you give them tools and structure of how it can look and, and the elements that should be inside of it so that people know how to do it. Just telling people to talk about their pain could push a lot of folks into just talking about what is not going well in their life. And while that's a first step, it's not necessarily the step that will get you to where you want to go and how you should be thinking about those moments in time. You're hundred percent right. And, and here's, and this isn't a disagreement. It's, and I don't even know if this actually comes first. I just think maybe it's my pet peeve or maybe I see it more than the lack of round out, which you're literally hundred percent right. That's everything that's important. The thing to me that um, is more important or is less done well or at all is I heard a bunch of people. So Serrano gave the 20 some people uh, a minute or less to tell a either read a sentence or say a sentence or say their a story, a sentence of paragraph that was their why, why they do what they do, basically. And it's not just about this group. Everyone does that. Everyone does what I'm going to say. It just, I saw it in a preponderance because I saw it in a, in a row, which is even if you have a sense of the round out, which some people did, I should get a copy of this thing so you can see it. That now that we're talking about it is very, is a great study of this idea. I think the yeah. round, I think some people have a sense of the round out, which was nice, but I think the thing, what I'm saying now it's coming clear to me because I'm remembering just having done this exercise a couple days ago, 20 people, let's say I'm making up numbers. I, I did take notes, but I, I, I'm just making this up. Let's say half, and it probably was more than half, honestly. I don't remember. Um, had an understanding of the round out of this is why this thing that happened to me and this is how it's impacting me today or this is why this is important to me today. That was, I was, I was literally, and I said this to everyone, I'm remembering everything. This is awesome. I'm actually having fun because it's like, yeah, that, the, I was impressed because it was like what you just said, a ton, a ton, a ton, a lot of people get wrong. It is hard yeah. to do. I was so impressed that everyone's like, oh, my life, is, my dad didn't grow up with money, and now I want to make sure, and he, he, was, he, he died without retirement money, and that had such an impact on me, and I'm a financial advisor today, because I don't want that to happen to anybody else. Like, that crushed me mm. and my family, and I'm like, oh, shit, that's, that's, that's impressive. That's real fucking talk. That's Here's yeah. what here's what was missing. They had the round out. They didn't say it like I said it. 
They, mm. they lacked the emotional resonance. They lacked, they didn't want to tell the story from the pain. They didn't want to whine. They just wanted mm. to tell you, yeah, my dad was, you know, he struggled and he, you know, he died penniless. And, and then I, and I was like, what? <laughs> Your dad died mm. penniless? And that's the, the- <laughs> Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. And when you when you are focused on the roundup, like you said, impressive that you could find that, right? right? And lots of Very people impressive. cannot find it. Correct. And I, 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 that's uh, that. It's an inter- that's an interesting observation and experience that you had with that group because you're right. I mean, to not talk about to not sit and feel. Yeah. And allow your audience to feel the weight of that moment and the impact that that moment had on you is missing the majority of the point. Yes. Because the round out does not have the weight that you want it to have if people, if you didn't take people there. That's exactly it. And I think this is what I, so this, we found it by accident. But when I said, you were like, what do you want to talk about? And I was like, oh, this thing happened. This is the actual thing. This is the exact, we're at the epicenter, which is. I think, and what Lawrence was saying, the whining pieces, if I go into my emotion, if I am anything other than businesslike or neutral or just reporting the facts of, I mean, Ray used to do this. Coaching uh, Ray Higdon really honestly brought this to the forefront of my mind. I just didn't realize how everyone's doing it because it's just the easier version to do, which is if you remember on the set and the one, I actually remember a particular moment. Um, we were standing in the back of the room of that house for the Higdon group, the uh, reality show. We were out in that solarium and he was telling everyone and those people perhaps for the first time were hearing how his dad used to beat him and punch him. Um, and he told the story. My dad, I'd get up. My dad punched me through the wall. And he literally did it like that laundry list. And I was like, wow. Like, and I get, I know why someone who's been abused. Like, I think I put that in a category because I was like, oh, when you're abused and you have to deal with that level of abuse, that's not something you want to recreate the feeling of. Hmm. And bringing someone into that, the listener, the audience into that, that takes a lot, a lot of strength. It takes awareness. It takes resilience. It takes, uh, you have to have done other work with someone else other than me. Like you need a shrink, like you need people to help you deal with the trauma in your life. And just that's a, like, that's deep. But in moving forward with Ray and tying these, all these ideas together are, you can't just tell me the laundry list of shit that happened to you and expect me to relate and understand because I don't feel, I can see you not feeling it. So how am I going to feel it? Mm. Mm-hmm. And in trying to help Ray get more in touch with that, with his story and in hearing a bunch of people stand up and tell their stories and seeing what we all do, and obviously I'm guilty of it. I have a video of me five years ago telling my story. What I used to say and now I see in a different light is I wasn't just telling the story wrong. I was telling the story that was easiest to tell, particularly in a way that was easy to tell. So when I saw my own story back for the first or second time, and I, I don't know if you remember, or you may not have, have you might have gone to Austin at that time. We were at the, um, the um, uh, 
No, no, I watched it from home, dude. Yeah, yeah I'm a fan. But I was in the. But I was in uh, a, a, a. This does it. I was in. An, for some reason, Rebecca Bent took it upon herself. It was me. I think it was me. Sh- Shanna was running the camera. Rebecca Bent was behind the camera, and she just asked me some question about upbringing or why this was important to me or even how I got into TV, whatever that was, whatever the question was. And I answered, and then a year went by, like most things do in normal life and for many people, and particularly for me, it's like, I don't want to watch my own dumb ass on video. But when I did, I had such distance from that moment, and I had such distance from that person in time because it was a year later. So when I saw myself, I, I, I didn't just cringe because like we all cringe, like I don't want to hear my voice. I felt not sad, but mm. here's what I tell people. And this was, this was a piece of it. This isn't how I felt, which is why I wasn't using it. I was like, he, he's lying. That's a lie. Mm-hmm. That's not mm-hmm. true. Right. That's the easy version. That's the get out of it. Oh, that's you ask me a question and I need to get out of it. I just mm-hmm. need to hand you something to make this go away, to make this end. But do you feel like that's how you felt in the moment? Or no. did you feel like you were actually trying to attempt something? Yeah. I thought I was being did, honest in the moment. Yeah. And I think that's the hardest part. I think, you know, we know that what we do is has so much value because people don't have that level of objectivity on their own life or that, that sort of uh, to bring context to what they're doing. But that, I mean... Yes. Were you being a phony? hundred percent. But not at all, really. Yeah. You know, like you were attempting to 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 do something. And did you get it right? No. Right. Um, did you have a coach in the room that could get you there? I guess not. Um, or that was pushing you, really? No. But it's the watch back. It's to be able to see yourself. It's it's the attempt yes, first. The attempt, and then see, and then look at it from be a be an audience member to see if that's true. Did you are you do you actually feel something, or are you just judging how you looked and was it sixty seconds or longer, or whatever it was? That so when you watched it back, what are you looking for? What did you what did you see? Did you know immediately? Did you know it? Do you think you understood it because you're who you are and you've been coaching in this space for a long time? So you're like, oh, shit, like I know what I should have done because I'm I've been telling people to do this for years. Or do you feel like it's something that people will be able to see right away? Um, I think for sure I saw that it was an easier story to tell. Like it was. It's a it's a, you know. It's the story. It's a story. Yeah, say it's the story you want to tell. Makes me look good. It sounds good, and it's easy to tell. And it's bright. It's sunny. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. wasn't the truth because the truth normally, or some many times, particularly in this area, has something to do with pain. And we all can like that's not good. And no, who wants? I'm whining. And mm-hmm. uh, who wants to hear it? And I don't want to deal with it i don't want to feel that and and he, 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 my sister said this to me that that like like that was my experience but on some level i felt like my after my dad passed my mom had passed and then five years later my dad passed and now this is like all this is like five years ago and 
after my dad's funeral, or even past past the funeral, whatever, we were all together. Me and my two older sisters and younger brother were together, and I was seeking their uh, co-signing of just how fucking mean and abusive uh, dad was from spanking us to making the girls wear hair nets at the dinner table and white glove inspections around the house. And I can, the list goes on and on. Trust me. And they're like, no, nah, it wasn't that bad. That was just, mm. that was just you. <laughs> you're, you're blowing this out of proportion. And I was like, mm. what? That idea of, Talking about your personal pain and how it's affected you on some level, it's always going to be like, am I blowing this out of proportion? Yeah. Because it isn't the only characteristic that made you do the thing you did. But I'm not completely defined by my dad's abusive thing. Like, is it 10% or 50% or 2% or 1% or 75%? I don't fucking know. I mean, is there an answer to that? I don't know. And when you claim it and you name it and you say this was that, there's a sense we have of like, that's blaming, that's whining. Putting a label on it makes it seem like, oh, now you're just blaming your dad. And now you, you can't handle it. You, so you did. It's like that all that comes up. And no one, no one wants to do that. So part of what I saw when I saw my story is I saw someone also going, yeah, I, I don't want to put that blame responsibility on something else because there was so many. What I said in the, in the moment, even when I said that guy's lying, is I was telling the truth about those were other factors. They just didn't have the emotional depth that a fucking story should have. Hmm. That was the lie. It was the lie of omission. Because no one thing is the, is the, this is, this is the reason. Of course not. Sometimes, but not always, not normally, I think. And so when you say this is it, you go, you, you have, a, we all have a sense of like, oh, now that's the thing. And I got to, that's the, now I got to stand up for this thing. And, oh, this came up on the Rank Makers Live coaching thing I did. This woman's like, I'm a widower. Women are widowers, right? I'm a widower. Mm -hmm. And I talked no, to women are widowed. Wait, widows. Widow? Uh, she's a yeah, widow. I think women are widows. Women are widows. Men are widowers. Got okay, it. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I'm a widow. And I help women who have gone through the, the process of their husbands dying and picking up the pieces and blah, 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 and all that. She's like, but I don't want to be known as that. And I was like, I get that. Like what you're, that's exact. That's genius. That's it. I am this thing, like, just like anything, right? Like a piece of the pie is, I'm a widow. Like this is, I am that. But I'm not am that, like that's me, all I am. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right, I've worked so hard for that not to be all I am. Yes, and standing up and claiming the pain makes you feel like you can only be that thing. And that's the biggest point of why 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 it's like a whining thing like it's like woe is me and i this defines me and i'm only this that's all mm. connected to me like i see that now and i think the biggest thing 
I do and that we can do as a company is help people see that that's not the only thing. That in sharing comes the connection, comes your own personal healing, comes the growth of everything, but it doesn't have to be as defining as you feel it is. Mm. That's There's what you so have to realize. And it's such an important note because even in your story, you're telling that lesson in that even in the moment you were trying to access something vulnerable, tell a true story because you knew that was your intention. You knew that's what you wanted. That's you knew that was the right thing to do. But and you attempted it. Right. And then looking back on it, it wasn't quite there. I mean, even when we work on work together on your speeches, there's an evolution. There's certainly some business elements in there. But every time you tell a story, it, it, it allows you to see something else. It allows you to see another nugget that has impacted you or even that same story has taken you in a different direction because you're seeing something that you hadn't before. And so talking about it in, in a way that even if you tell a story that is seemingly sort of the the origin of your brand or your business or or even you attempting that doesn't mean that that story doesn't change and that you can't tell that story a number of different ways or that that story doesn't allow you the space and breath to be a number of different things it's the first attempt or it's an attempt to get better at doing that thing and in that process not only do you grow incredibly immensely but also your audience gets to see that progression gets to feel that progression see you getting more and more true and understanding more and more about yourself but they also get to see the journey that you took and feel it the way that you felt it and so to, to assume that you were going to get it right the first time is absurd yeah and and you have to let go of that and know that even if you don't get it right and it doesn't feel right, or if you look back at it and you're like, oh, that's not quite right. Maybe you look back at it and you're like, I was too, that was too much information, right? Regardless of where you fall, when you look back on it, there's still a progression to stay in it, to keep going. Like This is not a one and done video. This is a, a lifestyle. You're living the life of, of telling people how you got to where you are. And all of that requires an emotional journey both then telling it and now. And there's two pieces. And partially what I was talking about in seeing my attempt at my story of origin was the realization piece, which I think was what I was impressed at most with the Kelly group that so many people showed up and they already had arrived for themselves at this realization of some kernel of emotional truth or trauma or transformation or reason um, for doing what they're doing and that realization getting to the realization I think I've helped a lot of people including myself just arrive at the realization where the where it becomes actual coaching is how to tell that story because mm -hmm. that's where every that realizing it and understanding it and knowing it that's one thing but now how the efficacy where in which you convey the feelings and the emotions to another person behind that, that's mm. takes practice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And is 
hugely valuable. Like we were, we're sitting in the in the technique and the and the 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 uh, execution of storytelling and and to to understand. I mean, he, I think part of what your point is about the part of what the the the, the guy's point about whining is both. Um, being, you know, having an adverse reaction to vulnerability, uh, potentially seeing other people doing a thing that feels like whining to him or, or you know, a, a sob story. Um, but also it's a, it shows that he doesn't value it. Like he doesn't see how powerful it can be to do that. And what deep levels of connection you can have with your audience and your customers when you attempt to do it. However on the nose you get or however true that story ends up being, that process and that attempt is massively valuable. It changes brands completely. And I, 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 I'm, 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 I sit in the execution space because I think, you know, storytelling is, you know, there, there are lots of books on storytelling. Lots of people tell, teach you how to tell stories. I think as you tell your own story inside of your brand, you know, there are, uh, it's important to understand that people don't know how to do that. So to say, just be vulnerable mm-hmm. is, I, 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 that, that, I, I hate that because it's not an easy thing to do just to be vulnerable, but then to assume that people know how to be vulnerable. Right. And in the context of promoting their business to be vulnerable and presenting and representing their business to be vulnerable, that's an advanced class. Yes. And so to throw it away and just say it, I think is important to understand and break down the pieces of it and what it can look like on all on the progression. And so I'm glad that you shared that story, right? And understanding even if you are sharing something that feels like this happened to me, this happened to me, this happened to me, that's still on the path to getting where you need to be. And it can look a lot of different ways. But your point is exactly right. You have to continue to do it and it will evolve and it will progress and you need to continue doing it because it's essential to the growth of your brand. Essential. Personal. So I just what I wrote down because I think this is important takeaway. Because what we're talking about is this level of brand growth is actual personal growth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't yep. get to tell these stories at this level without having the personal growth behind it. Those two go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. They're the same mm-hmm. thing. It is. It, that's the requirement. It's whining, and I think I answered. I can't remember exactly how I'd answer, answered. I'd, I'm going to ask the uh, Brooke and Serrano if I can uh, get a copy of that recording because I'm definitely interested to see what I said. But I think I said something like this <laughs> because I want to say I'm, I want to say it like this now, which is if you think of it as whining, that means you saw someone. This is akin to what you said: is you're not you're not doing it right. If you think you're going to be whining, you're not doing it right. Because if I tell right. you my story and I tell you about my fucking pain and the shit I went through, uh, you ain't going to think I'm fucking whining, dude. Because I'm gonna fucking make mm-hmm. my shit land. Oh my God, it's going to be so powerful. That's the point. Like, if you mistake my shit as whining, I don't know who didn't get something's wrong with your fucking ears. Because <laughs> mm. I'm not fucking whining. This is, this is, I'm nobody's fucking whining over here. This is not fucking whining. So I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Because if you execute properly, there's no whining. Yes. 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 You want to complain? Yes. Go, go complain. I got you. 
And I hate that too, mm-hmm. but that's, I got you. Yeah. Complaining, whining, complaining, whining, same. Yeah. Complaining yeah. sits more in line with that makes it, I've you've definitely heard that before. And, and if you hear yourself, why, when you watch yourself back or when you're doing your thing and you hear yourself complaining or whining, okay, all right, you did that. Now take the next step. You need to progress. You didn't, you didn't quite get it yet. Keep going. Keep doing it. And I'm I glad think, you tried. And I think you. people think going into the pain not only shows a weakness, but that pain and that moment of weakness defines them. And I yes. think people put the two to two together that def- defining your story defines who you are in the context of that. And defining your story doesn't mean the story defines you. It means you've rised above it. That's the whole fucking point. Hmm. Right. 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 I think there's also the element of, so, you know, I mean, it's, it's all well and good to talk about rising above it when you're a superstar and a multi-million dollar man. But what if you're not, though? You know what I mean? Like, what, what if you have this story that clearly was impactful in your life and, and has set you on a path that has maybe brought you some success, but maybe not anywhere close to the success that you want to have, you don't feel like a success. And so therefore, it's even more difficult to tap into a time or feeling of, of, of not having it or making mistake or feeling vulnerable or, um, you know, you, you got it wrong or getting it wrong when you don't feel like a success yet. You know, that, that's, that's, that's a, it's a reasonable feeling to have and it's, and it's important for you to be aware of that. But it doesn't change the point. There are lessons to be learned and you will find those lessons when you start to tell your story. And I agree completely. And the reason I don't tend to address that point, and I'm glad you brought it up because that for me personally, that just doesn't exist. Like I was, I don't care where I am in my journey. This, the story is the story. And even if I'm still churning it out, I kind of like that story better. Like, the reason yeah, the guy that I read you the, the, the quotes from that watched the rank makers live coaching at the end, he goes, you're, and I didn't have a sense. I don't know where you got this from. He goes, he ended it with, you're a real humble guy. And I was like, well, sure. Okay. I mean, I don't see myself as that, <laughs> but if it exists, where that exists, <laughs> where, where it does resonate for me is that I don't, I see myself mid story. I think that's mm-hmm. what the humble is like. No matter how much money, no matter how much anything I have, I have this piece of I'm I haven't I don't feel like I've made it anywhere yet. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm still in the middle of the grind. So I hear what you just said and and but I don't care if this was 20 year old me or now 50 year old me. The grind is real, and I want to tell the story from the middle of the grind because that's where the action is, because that's where the work is, because that's what's really going on. Because I'm still carrying out my mission. There's no fucking done when you're on mission. What mission accomplished? That's there is no mission accomplished. Come to understand that. If you mm-hmm. if you're on a mission to help people, when the fuck are you done? Mm-hmm. If you're so compelled to not have anyone go through the shit you went through, when are you done? Oh, I helped 101 people. To, that's it. I went one, one over. I'm done. Retirement. I'm 
I'm not Henry, stop. Oh, no. The fucking What's dog up, barking at the fucking FedEx truck. <laughs> oh, 100%, dude. So the, I love someone that's like, oh, I feel like I'm in the middle or I don't have success yet. More powerful. Lean in. Hmm. Use it. I love that. That's the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no mission accomplished. There's no end. I haven't made it yet. I'm not successful at it yet. Yeah. Awesome. Share it. And the the process of and the, the 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 pieces I always we always talk about things and there there are always these moments that are so foundational to who we are as a brand at our company and the, the, our, our methodology and the things that we teach and, and really lean into. And that idea of, of, of talking about what, where you want to go. So telling your story of how you got to where you are and what you've learned and then where you want to go is so essential to being on a mission so that you're always in motion. And so telling that story of, of being in the middle, people are constantly going to be telling that story of being in the middle. You talk about you, you talk about Grant, always feel like you, you haven't made it yet, right? But there's also this element of, you know, if you don't feel like you've made any of it, right, or you, you feel like you're in the sort of early stages, this process helps you get further along. We talk about linking the, the content creation with personal growth and telling the story with personal growth. It's not just something we say. It's literally if you have a problem and you start outlining your problem, you get objective to it. Objective to it. You, you start to write down the pieces and understand where you, where you were and where you want to go and what you're doing. And you start to knock out the things that don't work for you or start to learn the lessons that do work for you. And then you start to do those good things over and over and over again. That's how you grow. That's how you progress. That's how you get better at what you do. So if you are having those feelings of I'm not good enough, this is part of the process to get good enough and to get better and to become a major player in whatever space you're in this is the process to do that and you allowing other people in on that process allows you to grow so much faster because not only are you learning the lessons yourself and for you and your internal team to learn from and use going forward but also people are hearing you and connecting with you and you're creating a platform for yourself to grow so so yes, maybe you're not where you want to be yet, and maybe you have that feeling, but this is how you get there. This is a major piece in that. So true. You've got to br- embrace the change of the story. That's the biggest part. Mm. Yes. Right on. That's what it's been for me, evolving my story. Yes. You when was to- the last time you evolved your story? All the time. Now, after seeing it a year later on video and then going, I felt like I wasn't telling the truth there. I was like, oh, this, that's what I literally, part of my mission is having people see from, and I went out of my way on this, on the, on the webinar with the Kelly group of like, this is a great start because you've picked something. Now you have a place to begin and evolving your story and coming to the understanding and finding a thing like that was the big moment for Serrano right where he was like I was telling this and Hank had me see that this was much more powerful that was me helping him evolve his and grow into 
more power, more of his story, where he should actually live emotionally. Now he's finding more emotional depth because of that shift. And it's everyone is in constant growth of understanding because in the telling of where you are right now allows you to move further and further down that path. And it has to start somewhere. Mm. It, evolution is every, the, the change of the story is everything. It's not disingenuous. It's the actual process. Yeah, it's the actual manifestation of your change. Correct. Mm. Mm-hmm. And finding that emotional depth, pushing through the layers of no one likes to hear this, I'm whining, I sound like a complainer, pushing through that personal resistance you have to sharing, connecting, being open and honest, real, vulnerable, authentic. Doing that allows you now to do the work. Branding is self-help. Sorry. You want a better brand? Actually get to know yourself and talk about what you've gone through and are going through better. That's it, dude. That's it. I didn't intend to live in this space. We've talked, we've joked about this a whole bunch of times, Lauren. I didn't intend to be, everyone's like, hi, is it, is this what you wanted to do? No. Be like a pretend shrink? No. What? I'm a t- I was like, <laughs> As a TV producer, dude, and I was like, oh, I'm going to go help people make TV shows in social media. TV! It's like, now people talking about their most traumatic moments of their lives? What the fuck? What? Oh, my gosh. Was not my intention. But I can't say I'm not interested. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Because it's helpful. It, it's helped <laughs> me. I've seen it help other people. Push past, the, push past the it's, discomfort of the whine, of w- thinking you're whining and everything will change. The, the answer's inside of it. Word. Word up, dude. Thanks, Lauren. Hey, thank you. Good show. Good show, man.